podcast listeners, welcome to the next episode of the Racial Diversity Gaming Hour. I am the Commissioner, Glenn Gordon. Got to apologize, we had a little mis- uh, miscommunication, and so our last episode didn't get put up on time. Unacceptable. It's our fault. But that's okay. We- we've got that up now, and it is ready for you guys to enjoy. So, plenty of free you to listen to. But that's not going to stop us from recording episode 16 of this amazing podcast. And, of course, with me is the most racially diverse gaming cast on the internet today, beginning with our resident Russian, KGB Gary. How are you doing, Gary? I'm pretty good. How are you, Glenn? I'm pretty well. I've been pretty busy. I am finished college, and now I'm in the process of moving and organizing stuff to get back home to Orlando. Yeah. So while I'm sitting here doing this, uh, what have you been up to? Um, I've been working a lot. Actually, I just pulled a 10-day work in a row. What? Yeah, I worked 10 days in a row. How many hours? Eight hours, sometimes nine. So, yeah. That's like 80 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You better be making some bank. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Now I'm super exhausted. Now Mother's Day is coming out, so I'm going to be even busier again. Mother's Day is coming, you're right. What yeah. is Mother's Day? I think it's next week, next Sunday. Is it? I think so, yeah. Oh, man. So, hey, put down the games for one second and say, uh, give a big thank you to your mom. Go call your mom. It's Mother's yeah. Day. Call um, right now. Right now. So, any time, no time for gaming then? Just work? No, I've, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot remote play is what I've been playing. <laughs> remote play? Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. It's like the greatest feature ever. At work? Yeah, actually. <laughs> Just sitting there and what what do you do if, if I if you don't mind? Um I mostly do a lot of stuff. I, I work for a small uh grocery company that's located here in the in the state. It's local only. Mm-hmm. Uh lately I've been everywhere there. Uh the front, uh bakery department dairy department but most of them upstairs doing art stuff <laughs> so it's stuff. it's not like a sit down job no i'm always moving around then how do you get time to use remote play <laughs> on my breaks oh, on your breaks okay <laughs> <laughs> like i i pictured you sitting in a cubicle or something with your vita while you're supposed to be working and then i'm like Wait a second. Now, then I kind of started picturing you walking around the store in your uniform in front of customers playing, like, Infamous or something. <laughs> I wish. That'd be so awesome. How do you do that? <laughs> All right. Also with us, we have the always polite and always awesome Ben Shillibeer Hall. How are you doing, Ben? Uh, hello. Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, by the way, British Mother's Day was about two months ago. Oh, yeah, I think no month. Yeah, March, February, end of February, early March for England. Yeah, we have it around the same time as Easter, so. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you 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 did say hello to your mom, of course, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Notice that I changed mom to mum just for you. Well, thank you. Yeah, yes. I visited the cemetery to say hi. Um, oh no! Oh, so it it. it, it Actually, it's this first year this year since she passed away, so it's been a bit sort of down. Yeah, it's about a month, oh, well, about a few weeks until the anniversary since she passed away. I don't want to bring uh, the. I'm not. I'm not going to say more because I don't want to bring too much podcast down. But yeah. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. 
And, and you let, and here I am like an idiot saying, hey, have you called your mum? I changed it to mum just for you. Huh? I'm all so right. sorry. It's all right, man. You went to know. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let's keep things cheery for now, all right? Yeah, uh, let's, let's cheer up. I, I, I need to be cheery for that rant. But uh, the moral of the story is, hey, be grateful for your mom. Yeah. Go, go call your mom and wish her a happy Mother's Day uh, if you haven't done so already. Um, so it's been a pretty interesting week in gaming. I think a lot's been going on. But let's touch on just a few things. First of all, I, I don't know if I want to spend too much time on this because it's only partly gaming related. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I might cough now and then. I apologize. But there's been some news about Sony, not PlayStation. Uh, might be careful when, when you're hearing this. Not PlayStation, but Sony. Um, Sony has added an additional $200 million to the loss expectation for this fiscal year. Um, it was originally at $1.07 billion, the loss for the year, which is huge already. But it's now been revised to $1.27 billion, and this is according to Forbes.com. Um, and obviously, I mean, even on Forbes.com, no one really comments on Forbes.com articles about video games. I mean, <laughs> people usually just ignore them. But, of course, the whole fanboy thing is running along. And we have had a lot of people comment on um, these issues with Sony. And for one, I'd kind of like to put in there that I don't really think that this has much to do with PlayStation. What do you guys think? Um, I think it affects PlayStation. I mean, it's Sony. I mean, if Sony goes under, which they actually, this is a huge loss, like you said. This could put them easily into bankruptcy. And it could easily affect PlayStation and what's going to happen with the future of that mm -hmm. PlayStation brand. At the same time, however, the PlayStation has been successful, to say the least. Um, it's hard to call it profitable uh, because there's a, diff there's a difference between revenue and profit. People say, you know, um, it takes $18 less or so than the retail price to make a PS4, so they're making $18 in profit. Wrong. They're making $18 in revenue. Profit is what you get to keep after you pay the bills. And so... Um, with the bills that Sony has had to pay, I don't think that the PlayStation 4 is profitable yet. Of course, over time, the technology is going to get cheaper uh, to make, cheaper to use, cheaper to obtain, and so it will become profitable. But in, So I guess what I'm saying is, do you think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel? Can Sony survive this huge loss for this fiscal year? Um, th their investment into the PlayStation and you know, cutting ties with the PC market and, and all these extra things that they're in that are bringing them down. Do you think they can survive this to get to the promised land of profitability? Uh, profitability? Um, I think they can. I think that's the reason they cut those those losses. You know, they stopped the VIO. They, they changed the way they produce their TVs and all that. I think it's definitely a right step. They're going to take a hit, obviously, because they cut so much stuff out of their revenue and, and their profits and, and what they're producing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy recovery. I think it's going to take them maybe three, four years until they actually see a good enough profit to to go back into the positive. Right. 
And it, it's interesting because they had to spend money to cut the stuff out. Um, this extra uh, $200 million that they added to their losses comes in part from unexpected expenses with cutting those products from its line. Um, so, yeah, Sony's not having a good time. Uh, PlayStation is definitely having a good time. They're, uh, it's costing them money to do what they're doing, but they're selling really well and there's huge response, so that's got to be really encouraging. You think so? Ben, what about you? You've been silent. What do you think about all this? One thing, I'm, I'm very surprised if they're not making profit already, mainly because there's less research and development this time than previous generations. They haven't had to produce their own GPU or produce their own CPU or even produce their own RAM. It's all pre-purchased stuff over the counter from AMD. So chances mm. are they'll see profitability a lot faster than any previous generation. Sure, I would imagine so. Well, it makes sense to me that they're not profitable yet because once uh, once you create the console, you've got $18 left over on each unit. And you've got, let's see, advertising, promotion, shipping, building maintenance. You have to pay for that research and development they've already done. You know, well, they, done, they would have done that much research and development this time anyway, because a lot of the time, a lot of that would have been done by AMD. Right. Um, so, I would say they'd be very close, even with the eighteen dollars, to make at least a dollar profit eventually soon. Yeah, hang, hang in there, Sony. It's coming. Yeah. And it also comes down to again the stuff that they're researching and developing right now. You know, Project Morpheus, like. Is it really going to be successful enough for them to spend so much time and money, obviously, into it? I mean, they tried it with the 3D TV. That failed for them. 3D just didn't catch on like they thought it was going to. You know, the move obviously didn't catch on like they thought it was going to. Um, (laughs) You know, like right now, the only thing for Sony that's helping them is the Blu-ray obviously has caught on. That's helping them. But DVD is not going away. So, I don't know, to me, it just, it, it, it again goes back to the thing of Sony just, I don't think they're smart when it comes to what they're throwing their research and development into, what they well, believe is going to be profitable and what isn't. Can I, will you let me refine that statement a little bit? No, of course. I think that they are smart when it comes to research and development. I think that they are a little less smart when it comes to execution and marketing. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Because, like, for Move, I, I think I've ranted about this before. With Move, goodness, that could have been so much bigger if they had changed their mindset from add Move, you know, tack Move on and, and make it an afterthought, to encouraging developers to develop a game for Move. Um, and instead of making it an afterthought, if you, if you treat it like an afterthought, then yes, it's going to be an afterthought and it's not going to do well. And I think that they, they've done that with... Um, Move in a way. I think they've done that with Home. It's it really feels like they could have done more with Home and with a lot of the things that they've uh, stuck their fingers into. I feel like they haven't taken the uh, the maximum to these projects. Oh, I talk, can I talk about some closed beer home stuff? Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say that there was so so much stuff that was so much fun. Like we had. Um, I don't know if you ever got into the game, but we had actual real-time water physics at one point and ray tracing and um, dynamic lighting at home. In PlayStation Home? Yeah, you had it on the beta tester sections. Only us could ha- we only we could access it. Mm. Uh, you also had a little boat steamboat mini game, which was a bit of fun. We had to 
used the it actually had real time water physics as you had this little toy steamboat uh, you used the yeah you control to move it about. You know, a, a lot of people actually still use home. Um, yeah. Home home is not dead by any means. Yeah. And it's for still... a while, we had our own quake simulator as well. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We used to always enjoy when they said, "Ah, oh, we're testing the quake simulator." We're like, "Yes, it's quake." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what does this mean for gamers right now? Absolutely nothing. Um, obviously, the whole fanboy nonsense. Microsoft people are like, "Ah, Sony, you're stupid." And all the Sony people are just kind of <laughs> rolling their eyes. It's it's it is dumb, but it, it really doesn't mean much for gamers right now. All because obviously Sony is still pouring resources into PlayStation. Um, they will not rest until PlayStation is successful, and so I don't think gamers have anything to worry about. Just keep an eye on Sony, and uh, Sony I think will pull through this. It's a huge loss. But they've set the stage for PlayStation to be extremely successful. So we're hoping to see a return on that in the future. Man, Sony's a Japanese company. And like we learned from, what, two podcasts ago, they like to merge with each other to save themselves. <laughs> yeah. So you never know. Sony can merge with somebody. Did so Nintendo. Did I know? Did you know? It won't be with Nintendo. That boat sailed. A long time ago. Say only. Sonendo. Songa. Sotendo. It would be awesome if they Soga. Soga. <laughs> Alright. Um, moving right along. Oh, Seki. Okay, okay. Then. <laughs> it was announced that the PlayStation 4 will receive, uh, for, for UK owners, of course, SkyGo, now TV, and one thousand indie developers. That's right. One thousand, over one thousand independent independent developers have signed up to self-publish their games on the PlayStation Four. That's huge. That's a that's, lot of developers. One thousand games for you to play. That's a thousand. That's, a, that's more than a thousand games. Those, that's these are over nine hundred. No, but but if it's their first game. 1,000 developers. Well, I don't know. Mm. Depends on the studios, I guess. Well, nothing said that it's their first game. Like it's these, true. These could, at these least, could at least games. get 1,000 games. Yeah, at least 1,000 games. Indie games. Yeah. That's really, that's really crazy. And, I mean, you know, yes, indie games are smaller, and people are really interested in the huge games. But indie, indie games are where you see the most creativity because there's so little risk compared to a huge high-budget indie game, there's so little risk, you have more room to explore. And, like, indie is where a lot of these really famous studios came from. Like, Naughty Dog was an indie studio. Insomniac still is an indie studio. It's just a freaking huge one, you know? And so, a thousand indie developers to play PS4? Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, Also, congratulations to UK viewers, UK owners... Uh, for getting Sky Go and Now TV. What are those, Ben? Uh, Sky is a, well, a digital service that costs a lot of money. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have Sky. Cause I, well, I do have some Sky channels because of the freeview box. I get get seven of them. But so that... Sky, Sky Go is like Hulu in the UK, sort of? Yeah, sort of. Okay. Only not as good and more expensive. 
Gotcha. Now TV is more of a Netflix-style service, though. But instead of paying per... I think it's... You pay per month, and then you pay per title as well. Wow. Yeah. As I said, it's expensive. That's stupid. (laughs) Well, no, you you get your Netflix stuff for free as well. Yeah, you get certain movies for free, but any of the newer titles you have to pay for. Like, how much do you have to pay? Is it... it I, 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 I didn't even bother trying, so I don't know. Oh, so it's pretty much okay. You you pay a monthly subscription, you get all these stuff for free. Yeah. But if you want to pay additionally, you yeah, can rent much. individually. Okay, makes sense. Um, I actually like that. I think that's pretty cool. It's only good for say if you're a Sky customer and you already get a lot of the times if you're a Sky customer, you'll get Now TV in your subscription anyway. So. Oh, okay. So it's not too bad. But if you're not a Sky subscriber, it caught, then that's when it gets like, we'll have your money now. The no. I'd say about the average Sky subscription will cost you about, if you want the decent channels, you're paying about $60. Well, 40 quid a month, so it's about $60. Okay. That's not including your yearly TV license, which is 140 quid a year. Yeah, I heard about that. A yearly TV license. Yeah. That's interesting. Um... We, I haven't. It surprised me because I we don't have that here in the U.S. So I was kind of surprised. Like, there's a, a yearly tax on TV. Um, they even check you when you buy a new TV to make sure you actually pay the the license. Right, right. Um, one interesting aspect of this whole thing is, and, and I'm looking at Metro.co.uk here. Um, Sky w- was actually closer to Microsoft last generation, and there's no mention of the Xbox One in Sky's plans for the consoles. Um, now TV will be coming to the Xbox One and the PS4 this summer. Sky will come to the PS4, quote, later this year. No idea if or when it's coming to Xbox One. All we have is a statement from Microsoft saying that it um, it would consider any future opportunities um, to get Sky Go onto their next-gen console. So something has happened between Microsoft and Sky, and right now it, it seems like Xbox One owners in the UK will not have Sky Go uh, for the foreseeable future. I can I pretty much can say why Sky is very, very um, sort of brand image wise, and having the idea of their 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 Sky Box being plugged into an Xbox One, it makes them very iffy. They're all why? about me, us. We're awesome. We're we're us. Why is that though? Because um, Xbox One still sells really well in the UK. Yeah, but the the fact that it, that it uses it would probably use the HDMI in part in that sort of they don't really want to do that. Okay. That's why yeah. there's a lot of issues with the TV service in the UK because our TVs are fifty hertz, yours are sixty hertz. So if you're watching the TV stuff on Xbox One. It actually lags the TV service. You know, that's interesting because when the Xbox One launched in the UK, there were all these issues in for UK customers with the TV service. Like, um, it was something. It was something technical. I can't remember exactly what it was. The difference between NTSC and PAL, yeah. maybe. Well, yeah, uh, uh, PAL broadcasts at fifty hertz range, which is fifty frames. That's it. And NTSC uh, um, is sixty frames. And, and that's that strikes a lot of people as weird because for a company that is clearly 
clearly aiming to penetrate the TV market, they really didn't consider the, these things. Like, this seems like one of the first things you would consider. How is this going to work with existing TV services? So it, it just kind of seems weird to me that now there are all these holes in in uh, one of the core features of the console. And um, now providers like SkyGo are saying, uh-oh, we're not, we're not doing anything with that. Uh, heads up, there's one reason why, why a lot of... Uh, it won't be normal customers, actually, but a lot of beta testers, because... Basically, as you know, I'm part of the community, Sony Europe community, so I occasionally get, oh, well, I always get beaters before the public. <laughs> um, and we got a bit pissed off because we got offered for once, it's, we rarely get third party beaters, but Sky came to us and said, okay, we'll let you, you, we want you to beat a test now TV. So we all, so some of them agreed and put the DLs in and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, mm-hmm. when now TV came out, they gave everyone who subscribed a free month for free. But because they gave the beta testers a week for free, their co- their accounts would allow them to have the months free. So it sort of screwed up all the beta testers' accounts. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Anyway, well, yeah. <coughs> there's yes, that. Yes, I get to rant multiple <laughs> times. Yes, yes, there are some rants coming this episode, so stay tuned. Um... Let's take a look at Wii U. We've been talking about Xbox and PS4. Let's take a look at Wii U. I came across this article on cinemablend.com that kind of made me raise my eyebrows because it did put forth some legitimate news, and that is that Mario Kart 8 has been selling extremely well for the Wii U. It's been selling really, really well for the Wii U on Amazon. Um which is great. And uh, the Wii U really needs it. We've been talking about that for a while now on this podcast. The Wii U needs something to sell more Wii U's so that the Wii U can get more games. Um, and, and Mario Kart 8 is certainly doing its part. Um, Woohoo! So- I called it. I called it last week, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> so has now... Uh, th- they did portray this information, but then they were talking about, oh, Mario Kart 8 actually surpassed the PS4 on the pre-order charts. And, you know, I kind of scratched my head because, you know, how can something that sold 7 million units be passed by something that's just been pre-ordered, a pre-order for the lowest selling console of the big three? Um, And, yeah, they, they showed some screenshots. Yes, Mario Kart 8 is at number one in the bestseller list for Wii U games. And... They post another screenshot where the Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U is at number four, ahead of the PS4 console itself on number five. And I scratch my head again. First of all, I'm like, you're comparing the sales of a single video game to the sales of a video game console. Immediately, something's wrong with that. Clearly, there's something wrong with that. And then I remembered back when the PS4 and Xbox One hadn't come out yet. Um, But they'd been announced, and there was a lot of buzz about both of them, and we got a lot of comparisons on Amazon with the bestseller list. And the thing about Amazon is it has has more than one kind of bestseller list. Um, There's the hourly bestseller list, which basically kind of tells you, okay, right now this is selling the fastest, okay? Um, And then there is the bestseller list, of the year so far list, okay? And, 
you know, back then there were a lot of comparisons. Oh, you know, the Xbox One selling faster. Oh, the PS4 is selling faster. Oh, it's only on this list. No, it's on the bestsellers of 2014 list. Um, really, it's it's kind of interesting because the list that Cinema Blend is showing is the hourly bestseller list. So Mario Kart 8's pre-orders have come in faster than sales of the PlayStation 4 console. But this updates hourly. Okay, if you look at the best of 2014 so far list, PlayStation 4 is at number four. Uh, Mario Kart 8 is nowhere to be found. I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Um, so I don't understand what Cinema Blend is trying to do. It's, it's, it feels like, <laughs> I mean, they even put this cute little uh, GIF in there. You know, you know those GIFs that we used to see after um, E3. And it would show, like, Sony doing something awesome or Xbox doing something awesome and then the other two failing miserably somehow. Those weird gifts. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, this wasn't a comment. This was something that the author put into the article itself. Um, he put in a gift that, like, you see a cannon fired by Nintendo and it creates this little explosion and then it, sw- it, it switches over to Sony and Microsoft and it just shows like two buses exploding or something like that. The author put that in the article and it's like, okay, <laughs> Cinema Blend, what are you trying to do? What, what exactly are you trying to do? Because you, you're, you're, your information is correct. Mario Kart 8 is selling very, very well. But then you're using faulty information to clearly just try to start stuff. And what's the point? What are you doing, Cinema Blend? What is this? Uh, what, what do you guys think? Um, well, I... Not necessarily of Cinema Blend, but of the whole thing, of Nintendo and, and uh, Mario Kart as well. I, well. It's great news for Nintendo, obviously, you know. Uh, Wii U needs more sales. Nintendo needs those sales. And like I said, I, I think it was last week, two weeks ago, I said Mario Kart 8 and Smash Brothers are going to help them tremendously. And right now, Mario Kart is doing that, and it's just pre-orders. I think the game, what, comes out next month? Or does it come out at the end of this month? Um, May 30th, I think. It's uh, end of this month. It's going to boost sales easily for, for Nintendo. Uh, probably not as much here as it is in, in Japan. I think you'll see Wii U. I Actually, I'll, I'll predict right now the Wii U will outsell every console in Japan the week that Mario Kart 8 comes out. Mm. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not convinced. We'll I, see. I think that may push it a little bit. I, I think Nintendo still has that appeal, man, with, with those games. And Mario Kart 8 looks fantastic. If, if you're a fan of Mario Kart and you haven't seen what they're doing with Mario Kart 8, they're, they're, it, it looks really fun. Now, it if you were talking fun. Super Smash Brothers and it was coming out on the Wii U and not the 3DS, then yes. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I think they'll put enough features in the Wii U version to, to get people to buy it. Yeah, um, but they could have done so much better with that. Oh, yeah. I, they people definitely buy should people buy it. games. Yeah, if they make it different enough, times. people are going to buy it. But fewer, of course, than would have bought it on the uh, if the Wii U version had come out first. Yeah. That, that was a silly move on their part. Yeah, but, but I don't know. I think I think website wise, they're just trying to get hits with with the with the gifts and everything. I don't know. To, to me, like, and and you said that you know it had more pre orders than than PS Five. I think what 
they're talking about is pre-order wise, more people pre-ordered the game than they pre-ordered the PlayStation Four before it came out. No, um, sales-wise, is it? What they're they're showing sales basically. Amazon's uh, bestseller list doesn't really specify pre-order versus sale. Basically, what they're saying is this is what people are buying. Okay. So, it, yeah, the, everything's for pre-orders, but that's understood because the game's not out yet. But this is what Amazon's well, selling. Well, in a way, it makes sense now because PS4 is more readily available now, so it's not as high on demand list. Um, whereas that game is coming out soon, so mm-hmm. I, I can see it going. I, I don't see it sustaining the top ten for much for long at all, or even the top one hundred after it, it launches, but. Yeah, well, Mario Kart, now it's, it's good news for Nintendo. It is great news for Nintendo. I'd, I'd like to see the Wii U succeed. A lot of people would. Um, there are a lot of Wii U owners who like their Wii U's, and so I really hope that Nintendo succeeds. I hope that Mario Kart 8 will help them push the envelope a little bit further. Yeah, and, and good news for them. Uh, Ubisoft announced that uh, they didn't announce that Watch Dogs has gone gold, but they pretty much said that all their major resources now are focused on the Wii U version of, of Watch Dogs. So. Okay, good, good. So they're obviously caring about that game on the Wii U. They're not just shovel-wearing it out there. Sure. <laughs> just for our <laughs> listeners, going gold means they're done with production, they're, they're getting it printed on the discs, getting the packaging ready, getting ready to ship at the stores. That's what going yeah. means. Um, yes, they, they didn't say it's gone gold, but if they're moving all... So so much, then that game is pretty much, pretty much ready to go. Okay, at that point. So. Good. Well, because, hey, because the Wii U version was delayed, I think for a month or two. But really, though, who's? I find it hard to imagine that Watch Dogs is going to sell any Wii U's. I mean, it's oh, it's, it's not going to sell great. the system. It's going to be great for current Wii U owners, but I don't think. I mean, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. It's it's good for the Wii U library. You know, hey, we have Watch Dogs on here, but anyone who wants to play Watch Dogs probably isn't going to look at the Wii U as the console of choice to play it on. No. Um, but if that's the only console you have, then... Sure. It does help their library. Yeah. Um, which is good, because I've, I've still kind of been trying to figure out, figure an excuse to look into getting a Wii U, but anytime I'm looking to buy a console, the first thing I do is I look and um, see, okay, what games are available, with the exception of maybe the PS4 and the Xbox One, because these are like brand new consoles and have had no games or have very few games coming out for them. But I, I always check out the games first, and I look at the Wii U library, and I'm just like, I don't think there's anything here I want to play. Uh, you, you know what appeals to me with the Wii U? Um, first, I think the Mario game they released was phenomenal. The, the newer one. I think it's a fantastic Mario game. Um, other than that, I think for me, the appeal of the Wii U is all the virtual console stuff that it has that you can't get on PSN or XBOA. Yeah, well... It's mostly all Nintendo stuff. And to me, that's a huge appeal to me. Because I, I, I always want to go back and play old school Super Nintendo and Nintendo games. But on a newer console, obviously. It takes too much time to plug in the old stuff, and it looks horrible on an HDTV, so... Sure. Well, that's, to that's to me, that's my appeal of the Wii U, is playing the virtual console. Well, 
I, st I still think there's something kind of inherently wrong when the biggest appeal you have is playing games that you made two decades ago. No, it's true. Well, like I said, if, if I was to pick Watch Dogs, will I pick the PS4 version or the Wii U version? Obviously, I'll take the PS4 version. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the better version, probably. But if, if there's games that I can only get on the Wii U, I'll be happy with that. And personally, I bought... I Well, I didn't buy it. I would buy a Wii U just so I can play Nintendo's games. I don't care about third-party games on, on the Nintendo console. Sure. Yeah, because that's what they are. They're, they're they're the developer of the game of the the biggest developer of games for their own hardware, mm -hmm. and that so, and to me, their games are always fantastic. They're see, always in the highest echelon of, of games, in my opinion. See, you're special though, because a lot of people I've been hearing say, you know, myself included, I, I've said this. Uh, a lot of people I hear say, okay, I'm kind of tired of the same old stuff from Nintendo. And I guess when you're the biggest developer of software for your own hardware, you you have that problem. You know, you have to kind of constantly keep things fresh. And to me, and to, I guess to a lot of others, we were like, okay, we, we kind of want to see something other than another Mario or another Zelda or another Donkey Kong. Yeah, but then when they do try to change it, people get mad that they try to change it. They try yeah. to change it with yeah. Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube, and people got upset about that. They don't have to. They don't have to change it. I'm saying do something else. Like I'm, not, I'm not saying change because my problem with it is that that's what they've been doing. It's like, oh, we need another. Mar we need another game. Let's put an existing character into it. Let's have. Oh, we want to make a racing game. Let's stick Mario and Sonic in it. You know, like that's that's kind of how it feels. I want them to do something else. But then again, it just goes back to creating something new and the risk you're taking with it. Sure. That they did the, the what was the newest one they did? Pikmin was their newest thing, right? Pikmin came out years and years ago. Yeah, but it was the newest IP that they had. It's that the, Nintendo originally made. It was an original IP from Nintendo. I don't know if it's the newest. Is it the newest? It came out on GameCube for sure. Yeah, but what I mean by newest, it's it's the the last new thing they did. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was successful while. for them. It's been very successful. And they've been doing, they've been kind of revamping some older stuff too. Uh, Kid Icarus has been getting a little more attention since Super Smash Brothers Brawl mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So, hey, Nintendo, keep it up. Good sales, good start. Um, what we really need is just good games for it. And it seems that Mario Kart 8's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Um, PlayStation 4 users have had their worlds shaken with the 1.70 update, which boasted all sorts of new features, including a few new voice commands for the PlayStation 4 camera, um, some long-awaited features like the ability to dim your light bar on your PS4 controller. Um, you can now copy videos and screenshots saved on the PS4 to a USB storage device, which is awesome. I'll get to that in just a second. Um, Twitch has been enhanced. You're now in 720p. You can now archive your Twitch stuff. Uh, if you want to record your gameplay without the share button and all that, you can enable HDCP um, or, or disable it at, at will. And most notably, you can you also have Share Factory, which has been kind of the the star of the show. Now it um, 
people have been comparing it to Upload Studio on the Xbox One and saying that it's actually quite a bit better. I wouldn't know. I haven't used Upload Studio because I don't own an Xbox One right now. But I've played with Share Factory quite a bit. And as someone who does have some experience in video editing, I was a little impressed. Uh, to me, anyway, it's a little awkward to use with a controller. But once you get the hang of it, it's uh, pretty nifty. Have you guys been able to use it at all? No. Ben, why are you so quiet? Uh, because you guys were talking. Um, and yeah. No, I haven't really jump. used it. <laughs> we just had a... I'm sitting here and all of a sudden I'm, here, I'm like, we haven't heard from Ben in a while. Like He hasn't said anything about the Wii U. Where have you been? Have you been falling asleep on us? No, I, I was actually fighting a boss, but I was listening in. Oh, you were fighting a boss. Yeah, okay. I was listening in, though. And that, you pretty much covered everything I wanted to say, so... Okay. Yeah. I, I apologize for doing that. Oh, no, don't worry. You, you, I agree <laughs> that the Wii U needs more games. It, it is a, the actual promise of the console does look good, but it just needs something. Pokemon. Mm. But I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Getting over this cold here. Um... E3, man. <laughs> Pokemon. Pokemon is coming to E3 on the Wii U. You'll see. Yeah. Um, um, so, have you guys gotten to use Share Factory very much? I, I kind of rushed that Odin clip, but I pretty much did everything I could do beforehand anyway. Uh, I do want to use it more once I've actually made some decent videos, just so I can, you know, do some Let's Play with Chili. Yeah. Mm. Let's play. Let's play with Chili. Oh no, he died again! Oh no, he died! Oh, look at all the dyings! <laughs> <laughs> Dying with Chili. <laughs> Um, so I, have you been able to check out some of the, like the transitions and the titles and the stickers and all that stuff that they put in there? No, I didn't really try. As I said, I literally did the transition, which was nice. Got tra- transition in and apart from that, not much else. Yeah. He did this really cool thing on his Odin. He, he took a video of Odin from Final Fantasy 14 and, um, I, looked at it and it was so cool it started like a normal playstation trailer like sony would release yeah. about an upcoming game and it had his name on it when the playstation 4 logo came up yeah. and then it did the symbols and it just kind of switched transitioned over into the video itself it was so cool and now every playstation 4 owner has the ability to make really professional looking video clips um or very unprofessional looking video clips because some of these transitions look absolutely dreadful, <laughs> and I hate and, and some of the stickers. Like if you look at the trailer for Share Factory that Sony released, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, they showed Knack and he kicked someone or something, and you you saw like a comic book style pow on the screen, and it's like, come on, who does that? Who, who really does that? Um, I does I that. St- I I, I, I shall does, does that. that. Yeah. I'm going to do that with the Batman yeah, game. Yeah, damn it, Gary. So am I. I guess I'm <laughs> I get it. Um, at the same time, I could see I could see some good use of it, uh, to be quite fair. For instance, um, who's a good example? Um, PewDiePie. Do you know PewDiePie on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Guy, guy's completely weird um sorry PewDiePie. but yes he's he does video game stuff and he tends to put text on the screen at some point i, I could see that coming in handy um but that doesn't ex- there's still no excuse for some of these transitions like the, try try to try to be 
um, thrifty. Let's say thrifty. Try to be thrifty with some of these transitions and, and not overuse them because some of them just look absolutely absurd. There is only um, a few people I ever watch on YouTube. Uh, that is <laughs> like, uh, Game Theory, Did You Know Gaming, and Jim Sterling. Jim Okay, yeah. yeah. Those, you, you sh- everyone uh, should watch Jim Sterling. Literally everyone. Go, go watch. Thank you, Ben Sterling. <laughs> Sounds legit. Um, legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as video editing goes, uh, Share Factory just does not replace uh, actual professional video editing software. Definitely better than Windows Media Movie, whatever it's called. Windows Movie Editor, the one that comes with Windows sometimes. Yeah. Um, I'd have trouble saying it's better than iMovie on Mac. Uh, iMovie's, for what it is, iMovie's actually pretty great. Um, well, if, if have you ever used Sony Vegas? Sony Vegas? I have not used Vegas. It, it, it It's pretty much a very low, crappy version of Sony Vegas. <laughs> okay. I'm not, well, sorry, crappy is probably not a good term to use. It's a very slim version of Sony Vegas. Okay, yeah. Well, and and from what I know, they had a lot of people that worked on that make Sony Vegas work on Share Factory for them as well. So, well, I think the layout's really intuitive, especially for a controller. I mean, I I had some trouble with pressing the wrong button, and so I'd mean to go into editing the effects or something, and I'd go into something completely different. But other than that, like once I got the hang of it, like that that wasn't even a problem anymore. It was it was kind of nice to use after a while. I would hope they, they eventually patch in keyboard and mouse support for Share Factory. Sure, that would be nice. Nice. Um, although I think it would be best used in tandem with actual video editing software on a computer, uh, because again, you can put your video on USB, and the PlayStation, uh, the Share Factory does have some nice features like the transitions, the PlayStation transitions, and you know you can put your voice in there and add commentary after. You, you capture the gameplay, which is really cool. Um, you can do your your PlayStation 4 camera and, and show yourself on there as well. So you can do a lot with it, but if you really want to polish it and make it look really, really great, um, actual video editing software might be a good option. Uh, that said, it's expensive, and many gamers use Windows and not Mac, so you probably don't have iMovie. Um, so Share Factory, if you don't have video editing software, Share Factory is going to tide you over just fine. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah, it will. <laughs> well, uh, well, maybe yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah, but I personally am having a lot of issues with this new update. Yeah, um, you said that. What what kind of issues are you running into? Well, I can't run Share Factory. You can't run it at all. Like I, I get into it, it loads up, and then it freezes, and I have to shut down my system. Really? Yeah. Like, have you tried and, deleting it and, and downloading it again? Yes, I have. And it still doesn't. Um, it, it it doesn't do it as much, but like it, it doesn't always do. It. Like sometimes it'll work, but when I'm like editing a video, it'll just freeze again. Like when I switch to a different menu or something like that. So I, I pretty much can't use it right now. Okay. Which bugs me. Um, none of my saves are uploading to the to the cloud. Really? At all. It's not downloading anything. 
when when the system is in standby, it just says cannot download. So like, I can still do everything manually. Like if I leave my PlayStation on, it'll download everything just fine. If I want to upload my saves, I have to go do it manually. It won't do it automatically anymore. You know, uh, I got that cannot download thing while downloading Share Factory for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't figure out what, what happened was it lost connection to the server or something. And I just, uh, I, I just deleted it and re-downloaded it and it was fine after that. Yeah, so, so I'm having a lot of those issues with sure. it right now. Well, issues like that can be expected with any major feature. Oh, yeah. The, it, I'm sure they'll fix that, so I'm not all crazy about it. Like, if, as long as I can still do it, I'll, I'm fine doing it manually. But hopefully, if they, the next patch will fix that. Right. I could upload my... Basically, I, I renamed my file Share Factory, and I tried to upload it. And every time I tried to upload it, it just came up cancelled. Said failed, and as soon as I tried to, I resaved it as the you know the standard Share Factory underscore blah 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 two four six seven, and then it uploaded just fine. Yet when I gave it a custom title content information, it would upload. Yeah, that and I also don't like. I'm constantly notified now whenever anybody on my friends list a chat <laughs> Just party. turn it off. That's what I did. Just turn it off. Yeah. Just turn it yeah. off. Um, people with a lot of friends are, are probably going to yeah. get really tired of that really quickly. Just constantly. It doesn't tell me when somebody gets on, but it tells me when they're in a chat. Well, I can tell you that that is actually being beer tested, by the way. Yeah, um, it should have been included in the first place. One point seven one is going to have some fixes, hopefully. Um, I from I think it was it was you Ben who said that they were working on that, right? Yep, it was me. And and you also said that they're working on some other features, and some kind of just got finished, but just not in time for this patch. Yes. Whether they'll actually be ready for the next fix patch, or whether they'll be pushed back to the actual next patch. Is up to Sony, but they are sort of either finalized and, or being finalized as we speak. And, and what features are those? Well, from what I can tell, I think it, there's uh, rumors that the MP3 playback is being finalized. Oh, thank God! Uh, <laughs> and the, of course, the friends notification. The friends notification. So another thing that people will turn off. Because if you look, if you looked. There's been a few pictures of Yoshida playing music, MP3 Factory Beta on the PS4. Okay. So yeah. So, so all of these are, are rumors, right? Yeah, for now. These are rumors. Also, I, I would also like to point out, bad on you, Sony, for telling me I can import my own music into my Share Factory videos, and then telling me I can only do it with music unlimited. Oh, okay. <laughs> bad on you, Sony. Very bad on you, you liars. Well, yeah. I guess they're not completely lying, though. You can. You can import your own what? music. It's just not yeah. your music. No, no it's not. <laughs> when they said that, I went, oh, it's, it has to come with MP3 if they're going to let me use my own music now. No, not really. Well, you know, it kind of doesn't surprise. Like Sony's done stuff like that before, and I don't like it. But eh. <laughs> they're they're trying to get sales for for they're trying to get subscribers to Music Unlimited. Oh, that's, that's and you know I tried Music Unlimited and it was okay, 
you know, it, it wasn't that great. I use Spotify. Um, and compared to Spotify, it just was it just didn't do it. Well, me. I can I can tell you both why MP3 support is such an issue on the console. Okay, sure. um, they don't want people to stream it online. They stream copyright music that they don't own. Mm-hmm. So that is the huge yeah. issue because they have to make sure that custom music is disabled when you're in a uh, an online streaming. Yes, yes. So they're going to have to, um, and, and that's probably another reason why you can't just upload your audio like that into Share Factory. Because I mean, think of how many complaints there have been on YouTube, and, and YouTube has removed videos just for having copyrighted music on in the background. Yeah, but what's the difference of me having MP3 and me using a song from Music Unlimited to do the same thing? Because because they can probably control like the uh, the amounts that you use, that the the time that you like you can use fifteen seconds or, or something like that. They probably have some kind of licensing with that. If you're streaming a video with fifteen seconds of music, don't stream. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and not just that. No, it's probably that they own. They own the right to actually use it in the stream. Yeah. Yeah, you're but using the, their uh, service and they own the right to that music. Therefore, you're using stuff that they own. The thing about it is, though, if you're streaming, then why would you have music going on in the first place? Because chances are you're streaming, there's game music, there's game sound going on. You might be talking in your, in your, in your chat to all of your streamers. So what's what's the point of having another source of sound to go in and, and mix into all that? Like I, I'm so tired of going into YouTube to hear about uh, to to see this gameplay and some stupid heavy metal song comes on and just blocks out all the game sound or, or, or some rap song or some even elect- I love electronic music even electronic song just cut the music out and let the game speak. <laughs> That's what I have to say. But um, if you're streaming, I don't see an, I don't see a reason to have music while you're streaming in the first place. Yeah, and I still don't get it. If, if you paid for the song, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want with it. No, no. Yes, yes, I paid for it. It's my song. I can go and put it in whatever video I want. You can, but then you get things like, um, uh, let's see, the, the lyric videos on YouTube. And sometimes you don't even have a lyric video. Sometimes you just put the song in a video and, and people have like one picture of the artist's album art or something and they'll just play it like that. And then, you know, people can download that music just really. There are, there are tons of YouTube to MP3 converters out there, you know. So I, I can see why it would be a problem to just say, okay, here you go, do whatever the heck you want with it. Um, yeah. when, when that gives people the ability to give that music out for free, which is what they don't want. But see, I, I still don't see the problem with it because if, if it's an issue like that, then it, it shouldn't be Sony's fault. If, if Twitch has an issue with it and they get in trouble for it, they can just ban the user who did it. Why go after Sony? It's not their fault. Well, I don't know that anyone was going after Sony. Remember that this isn't just a Twitch thing, that Sony uses Ustream as well. Um, so I, I don't think that this has this decision have, would have much to do with Twitch uh, specifically, uh, just with the fact that Sony is involved in this, and I'd imagine that they wouldn't want to be. I don't know, people filming porn with the Playroom and... Yeah, it's not like Sony didn't even know people were uh, that the um, 
what was that show? I, I talked about it with Shine not long ago. Um, the Spartan show. Uh, Sony didn't even know that the Spartan show was going to happen. Um, it's just that whenever something cool happens, obviously people show up and destroy it for everyone because they're stupid. I see that's the thing. They're going to go in, they're going to get angry about it, but they're not going to. They, there's no way they're going to be able to stop all of it from happening. Eventually, they're just going to have to let it go. Just like YouTube eventually just lets it go. Well, I can YouTube, type in whatever song I want right now on YouTube and I'll, and I'll find it. And... YouTube has never let it go. Um, really, what. But they can't control it. They can't control it, but what happens is if there's a complaint, they just take it all down. Do they? Like, like I said, I can type in whatever song I want right now and you can, you I'll can get like 20 different music videos of it. Sure, you can, but that's not always the case. Like, if a company complains and says, hey, my music's on here, I want you to remove it, YouTube's going to remove it. And yes, you could probably find it in another video, but that's what YouTube does. Because no, they can't control all of all of that happening at once. But if a company say, sees it and says, hey, take this down, they're, they're going to take it down. Yeah, and that's exactly what's happening with Twitch and Ustream. People, what's happening whatever with- the crap they want, they started going crazy, banning people for it. But eventually just got too much for them and they can't control it. So I haven't watched Twitch in a while. Are you telling me that now people are still doing the whole porn thing on? on oh on yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people. Suck. Yeah, no. Yeah, and they're gonna keep doing because they just can't control it. But never went up online. Just, I don't it know. Just gets out of control, and this is this is the same thing that would happen with the MP3 stuff. Yeah, they'll get on it right away, but eventually, it's just gonna overtake it, and they won't be able to control it. And they never do it when I'm <laughs> online. I know. <laughs> I think that's really sad. I think that is really sad. Because this this whole thing was designed for, you know, for, for everyone to use. And when you when you do stupid stuff like go go make a freaking Xtube account. Go go join Pornhub or, or you know, I don't even know what they're all called. Go go join them and show off your nasty junk on those sites. Alright. <laughs> and because Goodness, kids! Kids use this stuff. Don't, don't, don't name them, Glenn. You don't want to get into the same trouble as Samuel L. Jackson. Don't. Oh, what? Don't. <laughs> you don't want to get in the same it, trouble as him right now. Kids, kids use Twitch. Okay, kids use Twitch, and you know it's not like yeah, sure you could go and, and Google porn and whatnot, but when you do this, you're putting it right in front of people's faces, people who may or may not want to see it. Okay, that's that's not what this is for, and I think it's really st- just stupid of people um, that you know they see they see a good thing and they just have to show up and, and mess it up just because they want to be selfish. It's, it's yeah. so dumb. It's so dumb. And like I said, I agree with you, Ben, but it just gets to the point where if you can't control it, then what are you going to do? Anyway, by the way, what I was joking about was the fact that um, Samuel L. Jackson talked about a, a porn site that he likes. Anyway, one of the rival sites after he announced that he said, "Oh, this is this is the site I go to." One of the rival sites said, "Oh, well, um, all our actresses are now not ever going to watch any old movies ever again, and we're going to uh, watch it. What was that word? Uh, blockade your movies in the future." Okay, I, I just, I just found that hilarious. Why does Samuel L. Jackson care? I don't know, but he he, he had an entire sort of press conference about it. He doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't even go to their sites. 
So why should he care? Why did he advertise one? It's, it's all weird. I, was this an advertisement? Well, he said that he, he just... likes this site and he goes to it. That, that's okay. clear that enough advertisement there is, let alone. Yeah, that's not... That's that's really stupid of the site, and the site too, because yeah. then, you know, who's going to... That, that's not exactly good PR. <laughs> let me put it that way. Hey, you like their site? Well, we don't like your movies. <laughs> <laughs> That that's that's just childish. Like who? Th- that's not the way to get favor. That's not the way to get him to like your site, or to advertise quote unquote for you. That's just a way to alienate yourself. Okay. So good on you, whoever uh, unnamed porn site. Uh, I can't I don't even remember the site. So yeah, whatever. I, I, I just remember that funny story of Neil Gaff. People, people make me sh- scratch my head sometimes, but that's that's life. Um, so, how did this go from Wii U to porn? Because <laughs> I don't know reasons. <laughs> because you it can... went to MP3s and my rant about MP3s not being included. Right. Okay. The, the standard <laughs> music format of the world is not included. Just kind of trying to... I, I don't know where... I think I had something else to say, but I don't remember what it was. Um, so there was a story on Dual Shockers that was kind of interesting. And I, I think it... I, I kind of don't understand why Dual Shockers put this up. It's not... Well, it's newsworthy, but kind of for the wrong reason, I think. Here's the story. There is a kid named Felix Mirai... Uh, it's Felix Marai Harvey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his middle name right. M O R A I S. He's nine year old. He's nine years old. He's Canadian. Shout out to you, Dane. Um, he's Canadian, and he has some severe digestive problems. He has to spend a lot of time in hospitals. And, and basically, the story that Dual Shockers posted was: okay, um, his parents have a, a PlayStation Vita, and they use remote play in the hospital. And in the hospital, he can play his games on his PS4. And it keeps him entertained in the hospital. And it's, it's really cool. Talks about all his Lego games. It's a nice little feature. But, you know, I don't know. It, for some reason, it kind of feels like, okay, I don't understand why this is really that newsworthy. Isn't this, this is basically what the, the thing's designed to do. The fact that one person uses it for, um, uses it in this way isn't really that surprising. But it, it is, it's still a nice story. Uh, what do you guys think of the use of the Vita in hospitals? It's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it is. Like, like I said, all I've been doing is playing remote play, and I think it's fantastic. Uh, like, work. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, especially with hospitals, that's interesting because usually, um, well, no, I know Vitas are different in, in computers and whatnot. Hospitals can be a little touchy about electronic devices sometimes. Um, but it's it's pretty cool. There was a lot of concern at first that remote play on Vita was going to be kind of like it was on PS uh, on the PSP. Um, and so, Gary, how has things like latency been while you use remote play? Um, it's it comes and it goes. I could say uh, playing Final Fantasy fourteen not a good idea. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, there's just too much going on, man. Yeah, like it works. It's, and then you'll see like a lot of screen tearing start popping up, and then it'll slow down. And you get like the connection error in the corner, and then it'll just fix itself. Sure. 
The, well, um, it probably also depends on your upload as well. That that will probably yeah. help a lot. The uh, just for reference, this kid is hospitalized in Montreal, and he lives in New Brunswick, which is five hundred miles away. So he streams his game over five hundred miles to his Vita. Um, why he's hospitalized so far away is beyond me. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's kind of shows how that it's kind of working really well. And that raises questions about PlayStation Now, um, which I've been enjoying. Can't say anything more about it. But it, I, I'm hoping that the we see some comparable results with PlayStation Now when it finally releases. Hello? Yo, sorry. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, did you ask a question? I thought you were just making a statement. Well, I was, but I was... I, I'm not alone here. <laughs> well, I've said it before. I think the PlayStation Vita will benefit the most from, from PlayStation Now. The Vita will benefit the most from it? Yes, because okay. it just opens up this ginormous catalog of games for you to play wherever you want now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that it's going to affect, I mean, they're using this technology from Gaikai, of course. Do you think that it, what they use to make the PlayStation Now work really well, they'll also use to refine the performance of the Vita with remote play? Oh, most likely, yeah. I mean, right now, my biggest concern is how much PlayStation Now is going to take on the memory cards, if any. If it's going to take any space at all, is, is it something I have to install? Uh. Or is it just gonna be a memory card? Yeah. Or is it just gonna be an update and it's just gonna be on the on the Vita screen, the home screen. I uh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say Vita now uh, the PS now will probably take a small download that'll probably be about what, fifty, sixty meg. It won't be a huge amount of space, but it will use some, I'm gonna guess. Yeah, yeah and, and again so. for for people, because I think the biggest problem with Vita is the memory cards and the price of those memory cards. Um, I think it's also going to help if if they're going to be able to just stream those Vita games instead of having to put them on those memory cards. If if they don't, if they can't afford a big enough one, again, it's just another plus for them. The memory card thing just—I shake my head. I <laughs> shake terrible. my head. It's terrible. That's—I mean—that's one of the biggest things holding the Vita back. Oh yeah. And I feel like the 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 only real opportunity to fix it has passed. Uh, with the launch of the new Vita hardware. Uh, until we see more Vita hardware some years down the road, there will be not be another opportunity of that kind to to fix one of the biggest issues that the Vita has. You know, if you want a 64-gigabyte uh, card, that's going to cost you 100 bucks in addition to the 200 bucks that your Vita costs you. So you're, you're going to spend 300 bucks on your Vita with a 64-gigabyte card. Whereas if you used a mini SD card or something to that effect, the Nintendo 3DS uses an SD card, just a straight SD card. But if you were to, to get like a, a comparable SD card, a 64 gigabyte SD card on Amazon, you'd spend like 30 to 50 bucks and get the same amount of space with probably similar performance if you got the right class of SD card, you know. And, and you would sell so many more Vitas. But... Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what Sony's thinking. Probably something to do with the, the business of their um, format. It also helps with piracy because the 3DS can be... You can actually get piracy cards for the 3DS now. 
it doesn't work that well, but it is still moving ahead. So by having uh, proper, uh, what's it, uh, their own format, you've got less chance of people breaking the system to copyright to copy games. You know that's true. I hadn't thought of that. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's gonna get hacked. No matter uh, yeah, what. it will. But so you can either make people happy or you can piss them off. But at the end of the day, it's still gonna get hacked. Yeah, and, and I think there's a big difference because the 3ds, um, the 3ds, I'm noticing saves a lot of data on the game card itself, and it saves kind of su- supporting data on the SD card. Whereas the, the PlayStation Vita, I don't think it really saves anything on the game card. It saves everything to that memory card, including games themselves. Um, well, no, the 3DS does put games on the, on the card as well. I don't know. I don't know. In the, the first week that the Vita came out, there were already videos of people hacking the, the system and playing PS3 games straight on from the memory card. So, sure. uh, that, that wasn't, no, no, Gary, that was... Um... PS, people hacking the PS3 and using the custom firmware to play remote play. Oh, oh uh, okay. basically it was oh. custom firmware on the PS3 and not the Vita. There was no, there is work. I, I don't really want to talk too much about piracy in this, but there is work on the Vita on the Vita. But right now it only works on PSP because they've only got to the sandbox PSP side. There is no home, there's no piracy or homebrew for the Vita as we speak. That I know of. Maybe because people don't find that it's worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just like the fact it's... that there's no, there's no actual... Uh, watch it, there's no emulators for the Xbox, the original Xbox, even now. Well, it's interesting because the piracy, the, the hacking and all that, that comes every, every time. But it rarely actually goes anywhere. I mean, remember when the iPhone 5S launched with the... Um, the fingerprint thing. I'm looking at my iPhone right now, and I can't remember what this fingerprint thing is called. A touch ID. That's it. Goodness. Um, touch ID came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, you can hack that easily. All you need is like a fake finger, and you know, you just get like there are videos of people with prosthetic fingers who took all this time to make a prosthetic finger, and just to hack the uh, or quote unquote hack because this isn't even hacking. It's just anyway." Um, to, just to get into an iPhone, and it's like people aren't going to do that. Uh, I guess you'd be surprised. I, I, I'm constantly surprised at what humanity comes up with. But um, you know, the, the chances of people getting into your phone that way are kind of rare, uh, um, are kind of slim. But there were all sorts of hacking things about Touch ID when it first came out, and yet since then. I've heard very few cases of Touch ID being effectively hacked by any description. What do you, have you guys heard much about it? I have not, no. Have not. So I, I think that a lot of this is just kind of bravado. Hey, look at what I can do. Um, or this is possible, and, and it's not really indicative of abuse of the system in the future. It just kind of happens. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, when, when the hackers say they're doing it for a specific reason, you know, sometimes you can believe them, but at the end of the day, it's always going to come down to getting free stuff. Oh, of course it is. You, you can have all the right intentions. Like, I remember when they hacked the PS3 because they removed the Linux thing, they wanted Linux back, whatever. That's I understand that, but 
at the end of the day, you yourself know that once you put your code that you use to hack the system, people are going to use that to get free stuff. Yeah. And you're going to just make yourself look bad and everybody that that's like a legitimate, you know, programmer or whatever who can do these things look bad. So it sounds like where you're going, because we touched on this before, it sounds kind of like where you're going is, hey, we can't control any of this, so we should just let people do whatever the heck they want. Is that accurate? Not necessarily. I mean, you can still limit it, but I'm saying if you're if you're starting a battle and you know you're going to lose the battle, there's no point in putting in the effort to, or the money or anything like that to to con- to fight that battle. But do they know that they're going to lose the battle? They lost with the PSP. They knew they were going to lose with the PSP. <laughs> and they continued to fight it, and it cost them a lot of money on the PSP because of it. So what happens if they don't? If they don't what? If they don't fight it. Well, obviously it's going to run rampant. It's going to get out of control. So should they continue to? Maybe, yeah. Because I'm just saying there, there's some things that you should let people have, and obviously some things not. To me, my whole thing is let people have their MP3. Let them listen to music whenever they're playing whatever game they want. You can do it on the Xbox One. Why can't I do it on the PS4? Yeah, that's that's reasonable. I, I'm not saying like everything, oh, if, if it's failing, just let it go. Mm-hmm. It's simple things. You know? Yeah, that's what... I just don't think the MP3... My whole issue is the MP3 thing. That, that's all it is. Obviously, if people are hacking your system, yeah, continue to try to fix that. But The, the whole MP3 thing, I mean, this, go, this goes way beyond gaming. Um, there have been <laughs> heated debates about um, between the music industry and consumers about piracy and all sorts of things and what it does. And so that's... This is just an extension of an existing problem on consoles. <clears throat> and, and to tell the truth, we don't know for sure. There hasn't been any statement saying that this is why um, there's no MP3 support just yet. We're, we're assuming. But it's a pretty fair assumption, uh, all things considered. And so, um, I don't know. I hope, I hope that it gets resolved. I don't think there's ever going to be one definitive answer to the music problem. But I hope that at least as far as consoles are concerned, uh, all of this gets resolved quickly because a lot of people would like to have their music on their consoles. I mean, the PS3 was a huge media device. People use uh, and the Xbox too. Um, people used the, these as media devices. They'd stream stuff from their computer to their TV and, and, and stuff like that. And so far you can't do that with um, the new consoles. And so I, I don't know if Xbox one can do that yet. Can it do that? What? Uh, DLNA? I don't think it can, though. Can't yet, I don't no. think so, so, not yet. I'm not sure, to be honest. But so, it can, you can listen to MP3s yeah. playing whatever game you want. Yeah, you can and, listen to And people are doing it, and they're streaming it on Twitch, and nobody's getting banned. Well, um, probably because no one's complained about it yet, <laughs> if I had to guess. I mean, if... You you can bet that if and quite honestly, I don't think people will complain. It's obviously companies that are complaining. Sure, no 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 person's going to complain. But if you you can bet that if Universal decided to talk to Twitch and say, "Hey, I'm seeing a lot of our music 
being used just freely on your service. We need you to stop that. Twitch is gonna do. They're they're gonna try to do something. You know. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the, well, what can they possibly do besides just ban people who can then just go in, create a new account, and do it all over again? You can't just always create a new account when you're banned. Sometimes you're banned by IP, and you can't just create a new account. Like I, I, um, I work for PSU. I'm, I'm, uh, in addition to writing and podcasting, I, I work with the comment section, and I can actually completely IP ban someone from the forum. And yeah, they can probably use another device if they have another computer or a mobile device and, and leave comments because you know different IP. My but my router when I reboot it automatically sets a new. I've set it for dynamic IP. Dynamic yeah, IP. Yes, so I can I can change my IP anytime I want. Yeah, there is that. But yeah. at the at the same time, it's like you know I can just keep if you keep coming in here doing the same stuff, I can just keep banning you. And blocking, like, is it's is it really worth it to to keep coming in and doing that? So yeah, people are people are always going to find ways to abuse the system, but there are ways for the system to fight too. Yeah, but you got to look at it from Twitch's standpoint. Like, is it worth it? I mean, look how many new users and how many new videos they've gotten from Xbox One and PS4. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they released like so, some sort of statement of how much increase percentage wise they have. Like, will they jeopardize all of that? To, to, to just... I don't think that's jeopardizing all of that, enforcing the rules that they already have. Because this is going back to... Rules that people is, are already doing whatever they want on their PC games, though. But this They're is not, to whatever this they is not want. a PC. This is a place where developers um, work far more closely with the manufacturer. Uh, when you develop a game for a PC, you're not working with Microsoft, per se, uh, to develop that game, you're developing it and you're publishing it on Windows. Uh, on it's not even a platform; it's just an operating system for a computer. But here, you're in a closed environment. You're in an environment that is actively run by the company that makes the device. And so, there's a, things are different when you when you work with companies like that. Uh, like, for instance, the whole Titanfall thing. Everyone kind of said, oh, well, Titanfall is a Microsoft exclusive, even if it's not an Xbox exclusive because it's available on Windows. No, it doesn't work that way. Windows is just an OS. You know, a lot of games are available on Windows. That doesn't make them Microsoft exclusive. That just means they're available on this particular platform. Windows sometimes. Exactly. You know, it. this is not something that... Windows is not something that Microsoft actively controls in the way that it does Xbox. Uh, it's an open platform all right it's an open operating system it is not a closed environment so anyone can make an app or make a game and just stick it on windows all right and and microsoft gets absolutely nothing from that except for another tally under their list of available software it has nothing to do with with microsoft or with windows um whereas when you have a console yeah Microsoft and, and Sony are, are running these environments that they've created. And so developers it, developers have some expectations for them. You know, like the whole thing with um, DRM. Remember, there was some... Back when Xbox was still sticking its foot in its mouth and down its throat and into its esophagus and into its stomach until it got digested. And, you know, <laughs> that's where they are right now. Um Back then, there was a whole bunch of stuff with the DRM because Microsoft had this vision um, where everything would just be digital. And they had to put that DRM there to make the develop uh, in part, to make the developers happy. 
because the developers were uncomfortable with having, okay, everything's digital, so people can just take our game and put it wherever the heck they want. Well, no, that's part of what the DRM was for, to make it so that they couldn't. On Windows, it's not like that. You know, on Xbox, it has to be like that because it's a closed environment. So it, it, it doesn't work exactly the same way. And, and so I, I don't think that this is an instance where, okay, this is kind of hard to control, so we should just let people do what they want. This goes back to what I asked you before. Like, should, should they not um, worry about running their environment and enforcing the rules that they themselves have put out there just because it's difficult, difficult to control? Um, well, when you have a company coming in and saying, hey, you need to do this, um, then you're asking for a lot more trouble than just, you know, allowing people to break your own rules. Because now that you're breaking their rules and they can sick the law on your butt, okay? They can, they can, now, now you're talking lawsuits, okay? Now you're talking all sorts of extra trouble. So yeah, they need to at least find some way to moderate that. If they, if they, obviously, they're not going to squish it completely, but there are ways to um, encourage people and say, hey, no, you, can't, you just can't do this, you know? Yeah. And this hasn't, it's, this hasn't been an issue before. People have been streaming with Twitch uh, long before the consoles ever came around. And so um, this kind of stuff has not been a huge issue until just now. And I'm sure that they would like it to go back to that. And, you know, Twitch is its own company. Yes, it works with Sony and Microsoft pretty closely. Um, and, and yes, they, they generate a lot of traffic for each other. But at, at the end of the day, Twitch is its own company. It's going to have to run and support itself if, um, regardless of what happens to Sony or Microsoft. So there could come a point where Twitch has to make a business decision for the good of its own business. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of comes to a point, is it worth fighting for? I think it is worth fighting for. Sorry for talking so long. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thirsty. It's a good discussion. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what what do you what do you think of of what I have to say there? What what? Because uh, you seem to be on the opposite of, end of the spectrum, where it's like, okay, this is kind of this is something that's probably not worth controlling, so you should just kind of give up. And, and well, it's one of those things where again, I've seen it so many times where companies will will go after you, but it's more like setting an example rather than getting rid of it altogether. It's like, we can do it. Do you want to be at risk of having this happen to you? Sure. You know, Microsoft has banned people from, from hacking Xbox Live before. They still continue to ban people, but they're not banning everyone. Mm-hmm. Right? And it, to me, it's just going to... To me, it's just the same thing with all the other media out there. You know, you, you can say you can't do it, it's just going to make, obviously, it's going to make people want to do it more if you say you can't do it. Sure. And, and you know, with Twitch, you know, yeah, they, they're going to enforce these rules. They're going to, obviously, like I said, they've banned people already for abusing Twitch and what it's supposed to do. But they're not banning everybody because they just can't catch everybody. No. So either way you look at it, once MP3 support does come, what, however Sony restricts it or, or whatever, people will always find a way around it and they'll abuse it. And there's just nothing you can do about it. Well, I think that there are ways. Um, for instance, uh, Sony can allow MP... Like someone alluded to, I think it was you who alluded to this, Gary. Sony can just allow MP3 support and just disable it while streaming. Ben said that. 
Ben said that. Ben says everything, except for <laughs> when we're talking. Now he's kind of silent. He's gone. <laughs> no, I'm still here. He's still Listening. here. Okay. Like, a, like right. an information ninja. He's like a he's he's a member of the audience yeah. today. Ooh. <laughs> Brought to you by what, a live what, studio audience. Where where do you weigh in on all of this? Uh, well, to be fair, I pretty much agree with both of you in a way. Um, that uh, yeah, I can't really put any opinion on this to be honest right now. I, I'm no? gonna wait and see what happens more than anything. Um, it's just gonna be interesting. Our live studio audience, Ben Schillebeer Hall. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> this no, this, this oh. was not recorded with a laugh track. <laughs> what was it you were I, I think I cut you off what were you saying uh, no I'm just saying the fact that I think right now it's a wait and see game on both it's sides yeah, yeah. um to, like, for, we're, we're, like obviously we're focusing on on streaming stuff sure you know but what's gonna just what's gonna stop people from you know exporting their video and putting their own music on it and putting it up to YouTube are you going to blame YouTube or are you going to blame Sony because they're not handling that well? Sony can't handle that. That's, that's Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. If people are going to do that on Twitch, it shouldn't be Sony's fault for allowing people to listen to their own music. It's the user that should be in trouble, not the company that's allowing you to listen to your own music on your on your console. Sure, but I don't believe Sony would be in trouble. Um I think that if you're if you're streaming stuff on Twitch from a Sony console, there if Sony's involved on it with it, and, and they would be because you're streaming directly from a Sony console, you know. Um, if I think Sony just kind of would want to separate themselves from being so involved in that, so, which it. makes sense. So if you if you yes if you can if you want to you can take a video from your PlayStation Four, do whatever the heck you want with it on um, what's it called. On, on iMovie or Final Cut or Premiere or, or whatever you have, um, you can put it on YouTube and say, hey, here's my video. And Sony can't do a thing about it because um, they, allowed, they allowed you to do that. They allowed you to take your video off of the system, and once it's off of the system, they can't do anything. But if you create something with a Sony console on a Sony console, they have that control. They are able to say, hey, you can't do this using our console. If you want to do that, you can take it somewhere else, but we are not involved. I think that's, I think if this is um, a factor to such a decision, I think that that's what they would go for. Yeah, so, so it just comes down to user again, in, in my opinion. Like, a company can say, look, this, this guy is using our music without our permission in his live stream. What are you going to do about it? It's like, oh, okay, well, we'll just ban him, that, and that's that. I don't think they're going to go out of their way to specifically locate people. Like, they'll ban people that companies want them to ban for doing it, but they're not just going to go out there and find specific people and ban them. You know, I think this is, this is an extension of a much larger situation, a much, much larger situation, because um, lately, and especially since 2011, the infamous uh, hack of PlayStation Network, we've been seeing a lot, and I mean a lot, of security breaches um, at companies everywhere. Um, and there are, there are organizations of, of really stupid people like uh, For the Lulz or, or whatever it's called and uh, who just do 
who just and they literally go ahead and hack and, and steal people's information and, and all sorts of stuff. Why? For the lols. Just because they can. And, and you know, <coughs> I mean, don't hack me or anything for saying this, but to me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, it's going to go down in like three hours from now. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm human. Okay. I don't get it. I don't get what's, what's so funny about screwing with people's information and screwing with people's lives and their businesses. And the fact is they can do it because the internet's not monitored. You can't, you can't police the internet in this way, but What's making me worried here is the fact that this is happening. This is increasing. So much of this is happening now. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where the internet's just not safe. You know, you can't put anything on the internet because someone can just take it and no one can do a thing about it. By the way, so we talk about policing the internet. The UK is already trying to do that. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to bring up the subject again, but there's a certain set of websites that if you go and access, are, are most. Most UK, like BT Virgin, or I think it's also, um, oh, not Talk Talker. Anyway, some of the major providers in the UK for ISPs, they will ban certain sites until you phone up and ask for permission. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it, if it would be like that, but... Sadly, Talk is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, that's a little... Um, that's a little because we're from PSU, so we're 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 rivals. If that makes sense, um, I don't know if that makes sense to any listeners. That probably just makes sense to us. <laughs> That's just kind of our thing. But um, I, I don't know. The whole thing about the internet is just it. Ha- there's this idea that if it's on the internet, it should just be free. Like I mean, news organizations. I'm a mass comm student student, so this kind of hits home for me. Um, news organizations have found that out. Like they've tried to deal with this new um, situation where everything's on the internet and everyone expects information on the internet to just be free and available, period. And so um, it's, that's bad for a, a business that deals in information. Like how do you monetize this information when the expectation is it needs to be free? And there's just this idea around the internet that everything just needs to be free and available and untouchable. And, and the internet, the untouchability of the internet has allowed for some pretty serious cyber crimes that just would not ever, ever for a second stand in real life outside of the internet. And I'm just wondering, when are we going to get to a point where, you know, policing the internet in, in some, or let me just say governing the internet will become a necessity? Is, is, that, on, is that something that could happen? And if so, like, how how can it happen? I mean, this is, uh, the music industry would flip for something like this, of course, because they've been freaking out about piracy for for years now. Since, since what was it? Uh, uh, Napster. Exactly, Napster. Since and, Napster, their music industry has been going crazy for it, and I'm sorry to say, they've been fighting a losing battle. They've been fighting a losing battle. And I, I guess what they've been trying to figure out is, okay, how can we adapt this now how can we um we they, they have adapted you know itunes has helped you know the, amazon has helped they've taken steps they haven't adapted um they've they haven't solved anything they, they've taken steps to make the problem a lot smaller but it's still yeah. there it's still gonna <laughs> be there and and this is this the, this is what i mean like you can fight it but you're you're gonna lose 
is yeah. pretty much what I'm saying. I don't think that, I don't know. I don't think I buy that. I don't think I buy that. I don't think I buy that. Oh, you're always going to lose. And I especially don't buy it. It seems like an uphill battle, so we should just yeah, you, You're not going to lose if you strip the features. Obviously, you're not going to lose if you strip a lot of features with Xbox One. Mm-hmm. And they they could have won in their own way, but they, they obviously lost with the consumers. Yeah. So, um, anyway, let's move on simply because of time. Uh, this is an interesting discussion, kind of. <laughs> Don't like to move on here. But, um, Gary, I believe you had your very first RDGH rant. Is uh, that yes. still... It's not a big rant. It's a small rant. Is it a, is it a Ben rant? Maybe. Okay. No, I'll probably be more mean about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm playing a game called Child of Light. Phenomenal game. Um, and I read on... Thursday, I believe it was, that they are going to be patching the game. And what they're patching is is not a bug fix or anything like that. The game pretty much has two difficulty modes. It has normal and hard. We know what normal and hard is, right? In video games? Sure. You guys know what that is? Sure. Um, so what they're patching is they're patching it to to, to, to replace the the naming of it. So instead of normal and hard, it's going to be casual and expert. Okay. And, and the reasoning for this is, let me see it here. Um, it's because people were misunderstanding what normal and expert meant. Like they'd get into the game and they're like, well, what's normal and what's What's expert? Like, I guess they just couldn't figure out what it meant. They, okay. they, it, they misunderstood it. So because of that, Ubisoft is now going to patch it so it can be casual and... Sorry, casual and expert. Normal and hard was the original one. Sorry. So I'm having trouble wrapping my mind around this. So people are going into this game and selecting normal for example, and they don't... What, is it harder than they expected, or, or what? Why, what's, what are they not understanding about normal? Well, here, here let me read what, what they said. Uh, There's a patch coming. We're changing the names to casual and expert. This has been an issue, obviously, that some people have had, and I think that the word normal is a misrepresentation, or rather implying that there is a one way to play that's that's normal is I think too strong. Okay. Um, he follows that casual is for people that want to experience the world and experience the adventure without having hard combat, and then expert is for people who love RPGs and who want to really have a challenge. Okay. Um, I think that their new names are misleading. And here's why. If I am a casual gamer, say I don't, I don't play that much, you know, I've got a family and a full-time job or whatever. I don't. I, I will eventually. But um, say, say that I, I just don't have a lot of time to play video games and I haven't really gotten into them before. But, you know, I played an RPG and I really loved it. It was really fun. 
um, I'm going to go in and think, okay, so I guess I don't play games that much, so I'm a casual gamer. But that doesn't, into, that doesn't take into account the fact that I like RPGs, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think that, you know, if I might like to go with the um, expert thing because I, I actually really like RPGs. And I've played RPGs before. I just am, I just play them casually because I don't get to play very often. I think this new um, idea between casual and expert that's that's more misleading than normal and hard. Yeah, like I guess I, I to, to me if if you're not understanding after twenty years of it being normal, easy, normal, and hard, twenty years games have been using these difficulty settings. If you are now misunderstanding what they mean, then just quit playing games. Yeah, that's that's not a problem with the game. That's more of a problem with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I don't understand how you can not know what it, like, is Child of Light your very first video game that you're playing? If it is, then yeah, maybe I understand. Okay. But if you've been playing games from like last week, <laughs> then you should know what normal, easy, and hard is. Yeah, and you know, casual. That I don't know. That doesn't. That almost doesn't seem like a difficulty level. To casual me. sounds easy to me. Sure. Like if I was to say, "Oh, casual," oh, that's easy. Like I know some games have done this before: casual and expert. Sure. And I'm like, so where is the in between? Where is the middle one? <laughs> exactly. I want to play on the medium Where, difficulty. Where's the Where's the one that the developers want us to play in the first place? Exactly. Like, they're, they're trying to rewrite, they're trying to get away from some sort of imaginary stigma that they think exists, but I don't think it does. I mean, I just want to, I want to play super easy. I either just want to play some uh, super hard, or I want to play somewhere in between. And, and that's that. That's easy, normal, and hard. Stop trying to be fancy. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. Yeah, like, what, what would you change your, like, what if there's a mode harder than expert? What you do? You put nightmare. Which is going to oh, if I play this game, am I going to have nightmares when I sleep? Is that what that means? Yeah. Are you going to misrepresent that in that way too? I call it <laughs> I just hardcore. Hardcore. Oh, the word hard is in there. They won't understand. It. Yeah, yeah. You, can't. you need to. What does hardcore mean? To me, hardcore means one hit kill. If anything, I think it feeds into this other really dumb stigma. I, I use dumb and stupid a lot in this episode, don't I? Yes. Wow, I'm a mean person. You're okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, there's another really dumb stigma. I'm, I'm going to continue using it. I didn't say I was going to stop. Um, there's this really dumb stigma that's going on in the video game world. And this, I don't understand just another fanboy thing, just a gamer thing, maybe, uh, or just another way that people decide to treat each other like crap. Basically. Um, I've heard people, there's just a bad rap for being a casual gamer among gamers for some reason. Um, like if if you're a casual gamer, you're, you're not, you're not good enough to be a gamer or something like that? If, if you're a casual gamer, that means you play Nintendo. It's <laughs> pretty much what it is. <laughs> I, I've heard some stupid things, like people call each other filthy casuals and call each other garbage. And, you know, I look at them and I'm like, you're gamers, okay? You have a stigma for being 40 years old, fat, bald, and sitting in your parents' basement eating Doritos, okay? And you're treating other people like garbage? Like... What what is this 
what is what is this need that people have just to treat each other horribly and and like this this is I'm not calling anyone that by saying that. I'm saying, like, literally, this is the stereotype of a gamer, all right, that people have been trying to uh, get past. So what is the point now of treating people poorly because they are not gamer enough? And I think that this kind of feeds into that, this whole casual, these these terms. I've, I've heard people call each other some just ridiculous things just for the idea that they're a casual gamer and not a hardcore gamer. Like, it's such a crime to have a life. Um, And I think that this kind of feeds into uh, that whole thing. And I'm I'm a little mystified by the choice of these particular names for for a a video game, you know? Isn't isn't that a little... Couldn't you think of at least some less controversial things to call um, your, your... difficulty rankings in your games if you if you have to if you have no choice but to change them like this then couldn't you think of something else you know D- did i offend anyone by saying that just now no no ben gary did i fit? no no is ben still here you have to there oh yeah yeah okay. i'm always here yeah. i like batman to me it's again like a patch costs so much. It costs thousands of dollars to patch a game, and this is what you're spending thousands of dollars on. Mm. Wait, which game is this? Child of Light? What's it available on? Huh? What's it available on? It's on PSN and XBLA. Okay. I think they released a retail version. Did they release a retail version, Ben? No. The Well, sort of. It's a download code. Okay, yeah. And, so and- it's, it's, it's a title by Ubisoft. Yeah. From their newly found Ubi Art Studios, which are pretty much uh, Ubisoft's indie studios, I guess I would call them. So, um, let me ask this: Is it on PS3 or the new and, and Xbox 360 or the new generation? It's on. It's on all of them. It's on all it's of them. On 360, PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. Because my understanding was that they the new policies for for game publication um, makes patching games. A lot less. Uh, I, in fact, I think on the PSN, I don't think you even have to pay to patch your game. Hmm. Uh, that was my understanding. With the, well, the either way, if you do have to pay for it, if you're to, to pay money to fix this, I think it's just a ludicrous thing. Yeah, that's not worth the money. But I don't think so, that for this they have to pay money. Although, to tell the truth, this is a. I think this is a crappy reason to release a, a patch. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely ludicrous. I, I, I just don't understand how people cannot understand. Like, it's even common sense when you see the three there. Easy, normal, hard. Not that yeah. difficult to understand. Like, if a math problem, if you, if somebody came up to you, is like, would you like an easy, normal, or hard math problem? What are you gonna say? I would like a casual math problem. Yeah, they're like, what the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> an everyday math problem? I don't know. I'm a casual mathematician. I want a nightmare math problem. <laughs> I want a European extreme math problem. I want there a Japanese go. math problem. It doesn't get much harder than that. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, that, that's my round. When I saw that, I was so furious. I'm just like, people, 20 years, and now you have a problem with it. I feel like we're on um, Family Guy. You remember, um, do you watch Family Guy, either of you? I watch Family Guy. I love that show. Ben? 
Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Do you remember that episode where Peter was on the news and he got this, um, he got this show. He got this segment on the news. It was like, you know what really grinds my gears or something like that. And so he'd start everything with, you know what really grinds my gears? I can't do his voice. You know what really grinds my gears, you know, and, and something ridiculous. I feel like that's what we're doing. You know what really <laughs> grinds our gears in gaming? When companies like Ubisoft release patches for something stupid. That's what really grinds our gears. <laughs> I, I just I just don't understand how that's... I don't get it. Either. Um, makes me sad. <laughs> makes us it, all sad. It really makes me sad for for my generation that we don't understand that. Normal? What's, <laughs> what's normal mean? Yeah, it's the same thing I talked about before with, with Twitter. Eventually, you're going to call a company to make a payment. They'll ask you for your social security number, and then they'll say hashtag instead of pound. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. I would slap somebody. <laughs> I would slap some. Listen, um, I'm the TA or I'm the TA in my web design class and we use CSS. And so whenever these 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 children, they're, they're my own age, but I'm calling them children just because I'm mad. <laughs> when they when they type, they'll use they'll create a div, they'll create an element in CSS. And some of them begin with a pound sign. The ones that you create, the ones that aren't default, like body and header one and whatnot, they um, begin with a pound sign. And so I'll be like, okay, so what do you put here? And they'll be like, hashtag. And I'll be like, no. I will say, <laughs> no. I will say it just like that. No. Just automatic F. You and, failed. <laughs> and they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Pound. Like they know. They know that I do not take hashtags. It's CSS, okay? This hashtag thing, this Twitter thing. I mean, the hashtag was a smart idea. It's it's just a search tag is what it is. It's yeah. a search function, but they, they with a, I guess what they consider, uh, I think they call it a hash mark, the pound sign sometimes. Mm -hmm. So they just call it something catchy like hashtag, and now everyone calls it that. No, never. That's a pound sign. Give it 10 years. <sighs> If bling bling made it into the dictionary, I will not be surprised if something stupid again happens. Bling bling is in the freaking dictionary? Yeah, it's in the dictionary now. If swag makes it in there, I'm moving. I think twerking is yeah, in the dictionary Yeah, twerking is in there already. I'm sure swag is already in there, probably. Are we twerk are we talking are we talking about urban dictionary? No, are we talking about <laughs> urban dictionary or yeah, like the, the, the official, official dictionary? dictionary. <laughs> Glenn is like, I give up. <laughs> don't, Glenn, put that sharp object down. I can't do it. He's like, why am I going to college? <laughs> I don't. Why am I going to college? What am I learning? <laughs> what have I learned? I I don't even know what swag means. I don't think anyone knows what swag <laughs> means. I, I know. Original... I know what swag means. Woo. What? Well, it depends on what you're using. It. You can even have swagger, which means you you just look really. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> See, originally, like swag meant like you, yeah. like uh, some kind of souvenir. Yeah. Like I'd go into GameStop and ask if they had any Uncharted swag yeah. that I could have. That's now, the best version of swag. Good. Now people just use it just because they can. I don't know that it has a definition. Like sometimes it's a noun, sometimes it's a verb. Sometimes it's an adjective. I think once I've heard it as an adverb. It, it, it's all the words. Just 
Just a, it's just it doesn't mean anything. It means everything and nothing. I don't. I'm, anyway, English. 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 Do you speak much? English is complicated enough without people trying to add stupid stuff to it. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, well, we're hitting now. We're, we're running out of time here. Not that we have a time limit, but we, we've gone on too long. Um, Guys, if you want to weigh in on anything that we've said here, do so, please. We are on Twitter at RDGHPSU. Um, we can use pound uh, hashtags, excuse me, on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> use, use pound I'm sign. Do that. Screw it. I'm... Use pound sign RDGH. Yeah. And you should totally use it to see how many people understand. <laughs> when you say pound um, sign, it means completely different to me. What? Oh, yeah, because yeah, because you're British. You use money. Uh, your your money is called yeah, pounds. Yeah, so if I, you said pound sign, I just put the actual pound sign for our money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Use money sign RDGH. Um, and talk to us about, you know, the, the, the state of the internet, um, about the, the Wii U sales, about, you know, the sound of Chili's amazing voice, oh, whatever it is. You that's, that's a lie. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever it is you have to say, talk to us on Twitter. We will read it on the air. Speaking of th- reading things on the air, um, on iTunes. Before we before we wrap up, can I can I my rant? You have a rant too. No, I, I I got that rant that I wanted to rant about. Okay, oh, yeah. fine. Yeah. Go ahead. CCP bad. That's a bad CCP. Very bad. Oh. Uh, oh. Basically. With their current, well, they called it a Dust Five One Four conference, but really they didn't mention Dust Five One Four at all. In fact, they've pretty much scrapped Dust Five One Four and the, what? and there's someone called Project Legion, which they're not even sure they're going to do yet. They're not, they're not sure. They just showed up, going, "Oh, we might do something like this." Um, there was a, I've read more that they said that they will be carrying on, in, you know, doing it. But trust me, considering how much the turnaround is since they. Since they announced it, I don't think they're actually gonna. There might be some patches. You might see like you know small contact upgrades, but you won't see anything that they originally planned. Well, I guess now now pretty much everything's gonna be scrapped. I'll be very mm. surprised if we'll see a major update for Dust this year. And then when the next when actually Project Legion, which by the way is PC only, so those people who spent all that you know that ten year, supposedly ten year lifespan. For Dust Five One Four is now not even a year, well, just over a year. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, one year is definitely means ten now. This obviously that's how the internet works. Maths, yeah, maths. Do you even use it? <laughs> um. So yeah, it's a. I don't play Dust, but I do feel bad for that. Yeah, you know, imagine if I was playing Fantasy Fourteen and it didn't sell well enough, and they decided one month just go down, nah, screw it, go bye, bye. Enjoy all that money you spent on our game and all that content you were enjoying and all that stuff you were doing. No, no, goodbye. No more. No, nothing else. Just enjoy what you got right now. Can I weigh in on this? Yeah, sure. No. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, I personally uh, don't fault CCP for doing this. And I'll tell you why. First, I think it was their own fault for releasing Dust 514 a year before the PS4 was coming out. Uh, they pretty much released it on a console that's probably going to be phased out in the next two years. Yeah. And people are going to adapt to the PS4. 
they what they should have done is just ported it to the PS4 and released it as a PS4 game. Especially early on when not too many games are out, people would have been playing it. Look how many people are playing Blacklight and Warframe. Well, look at Warframe. That is number two best downloaded game on the PS4. Exactly. Dust could have been huge for them on the yeah. PS4. It could have. And I will also say, I I strongly believe that they will release Project Legion on PS4. Well, if they don't, they're going to piss off so many people that... Yeah. So Dust has been just trashed. Well, no, they said they're yeah. still going to work on it, but... It's just no longer a priority. Yeah. No, it's not a priority. And consider the fact that it's, oh, should... it's weird, but ever since the guy from EA joined in to help run CCP, it, it, it's, it, that's when it started turning around. I think that's just scummy. Yeah. That's just a scummy thing to do because you're getting people excited about your game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, just kidding. Well, well, that's the thing. I, I would like to see the numbers for that game. How many people are playing yeah. that game right now? Because what, how, long, the PS4 out. how long before the PS4 did you say they released it? The, well, technically before. it's been out longer because the closed beta was out for about six months beforehand as well. Sure, sure. And, so, yeah, but people knew that the system was yeah. coming. Now, I... It's hard to say because, you know, this. who's the developer again? CCP, CCP. right? The, 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 I, they did EVE. That's their main title. Oh, right. So there could be any reason why they just felt the need to release it at that moment. But in my opinion, from my perspective, it would have been, like, like you said, it would have been so much smarter to wait because you have a brand new console coming out that's going to be starved for content. And you could hit it. That's that's a golden opportunity to hit it big, like Warframe. And I understand you probably spent a lot of time working on the PS3 hardware. I get that, but still, you could have delayed it, and you could have released it. I want to say I had fun at Eurogamer playing it two years ago, and I I must Mm -hmm. I did have a slight advantage because I was part of the closed very first closed alpha test for Dust Five One Four. So when there was a Eurogamer, it, I kind of had an advantage over everyone else. That's pretty yeah. But trust me... Yeah, I, I always knew that game was doomed to fail when, when they said it was coming out on PS3. So late in its life cycle. I'm going to admit this, though. The closed alpha version of Dust 514 is one of the only games I've ever played that I could only play for about 10 minutes. And then I felt physically <laughs> sick. Really? Yeah. Why did you feel because sick? Because it, it had such great, such like the frames dropped down to like five to six, and it was more no. screen tearing than actually screen. Well, no, yeah. that was in the clo- really the first stages of alpha, of course. But it's like oh, disgusting, unacceptable. Oh, oh can't play. Okay. <laughs> and again, they they couldn't keep up with all the things they promised that it was going to do. Like linking it with Eve and having all that cool stuff going on, and honestly, it was hardware limitation for them, in my opinion. Sure. And again, the PS4, and I, I personally, I just think that Project Legion is pretty much what Dust Five One Four is going to be on PS. Yeah. PS Four. They're just renaming it so people don't. Oh, they're just porting over this new, this old game to the PS Four. They're rebranding it in a different name so people don't get that confused. So anyway, that okay. was that was my little round. <laughs> your rants are awesome, man. 
I'm, I'm picturing, I don't know if I told you this before, there was this video on YouTube about this British guy. And um, I don't know, I don't know what was, he had like sunglasses on and a tie tied around his head for some reason. But anyway, he's sitting down in front of the camera to talk and out of nowhere, his friend just comes and just socks him, just punches him right in the face. I don't know why. And I don't know why he's a friend because <laughs> I, I wouldn't be in a hurry to call someone who punches me in the face a friend. Sounds like a good friend to um, me. No, but he just comes and just wallops him right in the face. And what the guy, all the guy does is he just kind of like, oh, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> like, he seems mildly inconvenient. <laughs> Your British accent is the best, Glenn. I like you speaking a British accent on Yeah, you need to do it more. He was glaring like he looked upset, but he was, I can't believe you've done this. And I'm just like, are you mad or not, dude? <laughs> That, it was the best reaction ever, and I don't know why. Ben, your well, your rants are so <laughs> yeah. You seem you seem like yes, it is something that bothers you, but you're so polite about it. I, I love it. It's awesome. So, CCP, I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just anyway. can't. I can't I, believe like it's not ranting. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, I don't blame them for doing it. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ben. I'm They're just, fixing their own mistake. Yeah, forgive me, Ben. I'm, I'm giving you a oh, hard time. That's all right. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, CCP, um, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, I hope it gets together because uh, they've missed, I think they've missed on some opportunities by, by yeah. treating the game the way they've done. That's why I said they're, they're rectifying their mistakes with Project Legion. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by one Ben Sterling. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> the commissioner never kids. The commission, no, the commissioner is always serious, all the time. Um, we are on iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe to us, and you can get not only us, but our amazing podcast, PlayStation Unchained, for all you PlayStation fans. Um, downloaded to all your iThings automatically. And we had a really great episode of PlayStation Unchained not too long ago where Ben and I and our own Mike Harridans from PSU got to interview the one and only Shahid Ahmad from um, PlayStation, uh, from Sony. And it, it was a great, it was, it's a good listen. Definitely subscribe on iTunes, check us out. Leave us a review um, on iTunes and we will read it on the air. We'll give you a shout out. Um, I think we're done. Do you think we're done? I think we're done. I think well, we're done. Got, got okay. On. So with that, Ben, uh, how can people reach you, sir? Uh, you can contact me on Twitter, chili underscore UK, or ben.chilibearhall at psu.com. Uh, I got, actually got a question. I asked, because I'm in, a, in Fantasy 14 right now, and asked everyone a quick question if they wanted me to announce anything on the podcast. And a guy called okay. Vincent Agfoss, which he didn't say which server he's from, uh, asked, I just thought we'd give, quickly answer it, uh, what, what was our quick opinions on Watch Dogs? Good or okay, bad? Um, so far, good for me. I mean, I had some concerns. Um, there was a time where I was like, I'm not excited for this game anymore. But no, I'm, I'm kind of excited for it now. I'm, I'm, I feel it kind of building. And I'm I'm gonna get it. I'm hoping that the graphics are as good as 
we've been hearing lately and not as we've been seeing in trailers. Um, I'm, I'm a little hopeful toward that. But I think as far as everything else goes, I think the game's going to be phenomenal. Uh, um, so, uh, Gary? Um, I, I'm, I'm still going to buy it. Um, I, the way we the videos, I have some concerns. I think the aiming is a little stiff. Uh, that from what I've seen from the from the gameplay videos, but other than that, um, I'm not into the whole multiplayer thing they're dealing with it. But I'm still looking forward to it. Hey. I, I'm hoping the story is going to be good. Hey, hey, Ben, what's this guy's name? Um, Vincent Angfos, X A N T H O S. Okay, Vincent Ang Fox, H-A-O-T-H-O-S. This is what I'm going to tell you. If the controls are like Assassin's Creed, where I try to go one way and my character leaps the other way to his death, I rage. I will rage if Ubisoft, I'm so serious, get the controls right. Oh, oh, and and if that game links... Story-wise, to Assassin's Creed in any way, I will never buy an Ubisoft but game. But what again. if it's an Easter egg? That's fine with me. I'm, I'm talking about the core story. If I find out that Assassins and Templars are at war in modern time, in that game, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> that, that would, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, shout out to Vincent. Thank you for that. And thank you for no that, problem. Ben. That was cool. Um, Gary. <laughs> How's yeah. the Twitter thing coming? It's not. It's not. <laughs> I got two more followers. I'm at 66 now. You're at 66. Okay. Oh, I think I'll be at 100 by maybe September. Well, you have plenty of time to save for whatever oh, game. That's when the holiday season kicks in, man. <laughs> games. Just put it aside. There's three games coming out in one day that I'm really pissed off that are coming out in one day. Yeah, yeah. That's not good. Uh, you can reach Gary at? At Gagalaush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H on Twitter. And you can also reach me at PSU's email at Gary. That's G-A-R-R-I at PSU.com. And you can reach me, the Commissioner Glenn Gordon, on Twitter at GoGlen underscore at G-O-G-L-E-N-N underscore. Or you can email me if you feel like doing so at Glenn.Gordon at PSU.com. Uh, that will wrap up our episode, RDGH 16, in the books. We will see you next time. No, we won't, because this is audio. You will hear us next time, um, next week. Join us next time, and hopefully we will be just as amazing as we were this time. Oh, oh, I, I, I do want to add something. Um, okay, we need, to, we need to organize here. <laughs> I know. Fawns, our number one fan. Yes. Uh, if you can, when you send us emails, if you can tell us, which podcast you want those emails answered to, that would be awesome. <laughs> if we get confused sometimes. Did this have to go on the shit? Like, you could have told him this on Twitter. <laughs> like, Why? What's, what's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> it gets time. <laughs> you, cut, you cut me off on my ending spiel to, <laughs> for that. Come on, Gary. In Soviet Russia, you get cut off and you, <laughs> you just deal with it. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> Alright, until next time guys RDGH is uh, 16 in the books Join us next week for episode 17 Until then, as always, we wish you a great week Great gaming and Don't be a racist Believe in Gary